Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. It's John. John, how are you today? I'm very well, mate. Very well. Absolutely beautiful day. Freezing cold. Yeah, bitter, but still a beautiful day. I've got a lovely view out my window where I'm looking at just now, so I can see the viaduct and the 18 arches out my back window, which is lovely. If there weren't a load of other houses in the way, this house would be worth a fortune. Really worth a fortune, <laughs> wouldn't it? I, 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 was, uh, I was out last night and it was minus 10 when I left the, the hydro last night after seeing oh. Paolo Natale. Minus 10 it was by the time I got back to the car. So when I jumped in the car this morning and it was only minus one, it felt like putting shorts on it. That's it. We were back to, well, we're back to putting on shorts. Eh? That's better than some areas of Glasgow, that which I hear are minus nine, just to steal somewhere else's joke. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a it's been a hard few days for the heating. Uh, the heating's taken a bit of a pounding. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's beautiful. But I'm I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm just absolutely cannot wait for us to be back playing football. I, honest, it just it feels like forever. It feels like absolutely forever. You know, um, I, I, I'm I'm probably not in the same boat there. Uh, truthfully, I, I don't think it feels like forever. Um, I think because my mind's got used to a break. See, like yeah. around about this time of year, when it well, obviously it's usually later than this time of year when it's get yeah. when it gets cold. Uh, I've kind of got used. I've kind of got used to the the, the break, eh? and yeah. I somehow just think well, the World Cup is is on, and I, I've kind of got into this World Cup because I've ignored... There's been a lot of surprises for me in this World Cup, like finding out that certain players are certain nationalities because I've just sort of ignored... I ignored English football and that, eh? And finding out that Alaves actually is Argentinian was a surprise to me, eh? It really was a surprise. I'm going, is he Argentinian? I didn't ken that, eh? And the other boy from Man City, what is it, Aki, is Dutch. I didn't ken he was Dutch either, eh? I think I think I've went into this uh, tournament from a football knowledge point of view, being very very innocent, probably as innocent as what I was in 1990. There's been uh, there's there's been an awful lot of surprise. Uh, there's been an awful lot of surprises for me with regards to players I'd never heard of, or players that people just because I like. I'm just I'm really bored. I, I mean, I can people moan about 24-hour football and all of that, eh? but you can ignore it if you really want to. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, I, I suppose the, the couple of points there, the, the first point is that uh, I'm probably much like yourself. I used to know everything about European football and English football and all the rest of it, and I, I just stopped caring. I stopped following it, and I, and I, you know, really, it's Celtic, and that's about it. Uh, I have no other teams. Paul John asked me once, "What was your other team?" Probably Celtic reserves. Uh, but you know, if I, if you had to name another team, it would be teams that had a reason to support the so Sunderland, was Uncle Billy's team, and um, you know, Crystal Palace. Obviously, Dad played for them for five minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, if you had to nail me down, scored a great goal. Yeah, scored a couple actually, uh, but the the. If you had to nail me down to, you know, what the results were, or what league, even what league they were in, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, 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 you know, I'm really bad at that. This the World Cup. I started mainly because um, I'm not sure I would have done really if it wasn't for the fact there were Celtic players in it. Um, I, uh, you know, look, I've enjoyed the football uh, parts of the football anyway, but I, I remain resentful about the whole situation. Uh, I resent the fact that I have to sit and feel guilty about watching a World Cup uh, because of where it's been heard, uh, held and the inherent corruption of the organisation running it. I really resent that. They've taken all the romance out of it for me. Um, and, you know, every time I turn it on, I just think, you know, we're just pandering to them, you know, and they're going to get away with it again and they're going to trip on again and nothing's going to happen again and the next World Cup will probably be in Saudi Arabia. You know, that nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to change and for all the facts, I, I love the World Cup and I love these games and I love seeing 
what it means to the players and what it means to the fans. Also, you know, it's really fantastic, and you can't fault the games. It's been as good a World Cup. I'm sure it's comparable to many, many others. Um, you know, but in terms of the the whole situation, I, I just my overriding emotion is I'm resentful for how I'm made to feel about it. I managed to separate it because I can see I like the the, the narrative that football can bring, but I didn't like the narrative of UEFA and how it's ended up there. And if you if we're not going to advertise Netflix, but if anybody wants to watch the Netflix documentary FIFA Uncovered, it is utterly, utterly eye-opening and well worth a watch. To uh, see I'm how, sorry, Kev, sorry, Kev, just, I'll advertise Netflix. I'll, I'll put Netflix right <laughs> on my head if, if they want to pay me. <laughs> sorry. sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, that the, the document, documentary you're talking about is dreadful. It's, in, it's embedded in the culture of FIFA and it'll take years and years to clean it up. And yeah. the president at the moment, Giovanni Infantino, has got no will to actually clean it up. Yeah. And the, ne- the next was it the next World Cups in Canada, America and Mexico, is it? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, I was listening to the guy who was the... The, the boy who was the director of that FIFA Undercover documentary was on a friend of mine's podcast, Arsh Blog, eh, the Arshcast, the Arsenal podcast. Andrew yeah. runs that. I know him very, I know him quite well. And I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. There yes, an, an, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> eh, and the the guy who, who who made the documentary FIFA Undercover actually says that it's his Infantino's already made waves that. A World Cup will be back in the Middle East or in China. He's saying he's saying that the American one is an anomaly. See, and, yeah. and, and I'm going, did they not actually learn? Like, well, but that's what his power base is. I mean, if you remember back to that documentary, that was how Avalanche got in. You mm-hmm. realised that it's one country, one vote. And it's nothing to do with the strength of the league. So you you make your power base uh, the sort of third world areas and uh, or you know, the petrochemical dictatorships and you throw tons of money at them. Or they throw tons of money at you and you let them, more to the point. Um, so, no, it, it doesn't surprise me. Johnny uh, Infantino, or uh, Donny Baby, is is his uh, gangster name, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, that was that rant at the start. I mean, I hate to go back, but I'm dragging people's minds back to the start where he was talking about, you know, I am Arab, I am disabled, I am a migrant worker. That is absolutely Awful. insanely Awful. delusional. Insanely mm-hmm. delusional. I mean, you've got to have a screwless to make that. You know, it, it, it's so removed from reality. But he lives in Qatar. That's where he lives. So, He's lived there for the last 18 months. Eh? Oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? It's just a coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a coincidence, you know, eh? Nice. I'm, sure I'm sure he's got a big mortgage in his property, you know, definitely. I'm sure yeah. he has. But, <laughs> I mean, football is corrupt. Uh, it is really corrupt. So, like, we can all moan about it, but the only thing we can do is withhold money. <laughs> That's the only thing that can actually change it. And even then, us no watching on the telly is not going to really make a difference. No. Budweiser, Budweiser's throwing the, the rattle at the pram makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. The, the only reason that Blatter got, got voted out was because Adidas and Coca-Cola 
chucked a rattle out the pram, eh? Even though Adidas are were the ones that started it all, but let's know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, football's corrupt indeed, but there's different levels of corruption. And, and FIFA isn't just corrupt for football. FIFA is probably the most corrupt sporting institution on earth. Um, mm-hmm. And it, is, it just sickens me, you know. It really does take away, the, it takes the gloss off it. You know, and you're sitting, as I say, I'm sitting watching these games. I'm trying to enjoy them. I, I, you know, and I, I can't separate the two really, as you've said, because I still feel that ultimately, you know, if we walk away from this tournament, all we're talking about is the football. That's exactly what we want. And this is exactly what we were talking about last week, about Lowell and coming back to the board mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. It's the pink, it's pink rabbit. It's a distraction. It's look over here, look over here. And in this case... It is the uh, distraction of, look, yes, it's completely corrupt. Yeah, 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 you can complain. Do your wee diatribes on the telly. By the time this is over, if the, if the football's been good, nobody's talking about anything except the football. So it's, it's, it's a sticking Maybe I've just been hypocritical, been able to separate it, but I have been. I have yeah, been yeah. able to. I, mean, I watched the Champions League and that as well, and that's. I mean, well, club football is probably more corrupt as well, eh? and it's yeah. just. It's, it's where we are in the world just now, or yeah, it's always it been that way. Uh, well, it's not your fault, Kev. It, it just means that you're not as cynical as I am, uh, and, and, as, uh, and as unable to let me say. Because the thing about it is, uh, I think I've been worn down with my cynicism. I think I've been worn down with my cynicism. I think I've actually just been worn down with it and eventually just went, I'm going to enjoy the football. But if anybody asks me, I'm going to say it should never have been there. But that, that comes to the, you know, the following point. You do get worn down because mm-hmm. you're constantly, everything's a battle at the moment in terms of you know, the corruption of the government and the, 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 the institutions that govern our lives um, and you know, the, the situation that we're facing, which was entirely avoidable, um, you know, cost of living, all the rest of it. Uh, and you just feel as if you're constantly screaming into a void. I mean, fortunately, I have Twitter as a bit of an outlet, so I get to shout to a few people. <laughs> You know, uh, but it really does feel like you're screaming into a void all the time. And being annoyed about this World Cup, I appreciate it's entirely pointless. Entirely pointless. But I still still can't let it go. You know, it still annoys me. And, um, you know, I apologise to everyone who's just having a great time with it. But, you know, it really just... uh, Maybe I'm just a cynical old man, Kev. I don't know, but it's... um, it just I, I find it um, deplorable, really, um, the, the whole well, thing. Uh, no, didn't, get, didn't get me wrong. I, I find it utterly deplorable if it's there. I find FIFA as an organisation utterly deplorable. I find the British British government utterly deplorable. I find Michelle Moan utterly de- deplorable. I find Richard Medley utterly deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I do find it, I, I do find them utterly deplorable, eh? but then the way I looked at it is I'm not going to make any change sitting in my underpants watching a no. game of football. No. Don't, I, I, haven't, exactly. I, I, I haven't got the wealth to make the change that's needed. I haven't got the power to make the change that's needed. All I can do is withhold whatever funds I give to FIFA as an organisation, which is very, very little. Over the grand scheme of things. And, and you know, in terms of, uh, you know, I have friends that, you know, we're all into written books and mindfulness and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but the, the one thing uh, one of the boys said, you know, I'm so switched into the news and stuff like that 
um, and he went the opposite way. He just said, I, I don't watch it anymore. And I said, well, why, why not? Don't you want to be up to date? He said, well, if there's something I need to be up to date, I'm sure someone will tell me. Um, and he was infinitely happier for it. And when I go on holiday, the thing I do to actually uh, differentiate going on holiday is I do switch off the news. Uh, I don't look at the news because there's nothing you can do about it. And it, the news very much like sort of corruption in the SFA and stuff like that. It just does grind you down. You start off your day, you go out of bed, you're in a good mood. And by the time you've gone downstairs and got your coffee, you fl- flip through enough headlines so that you're absolutely raging. <laughs> so, I know, I know. You know, it, it really does have a, a, an actual effect on your mood. So, you know, it's not the best idea. I wouldn't recommend it to people, uh, you know, uh, especially unless you want to end up looking like me. Did I mention I was 25? No, so... <laughs> So, uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. There's better ways, uh, there's better things for your mental health, um, you know. But that said, again, it's that grinding is down that they rely on. It's a disengagement they rely on to get away with what they need to get, get away with. So you feel, when I disengage, I feel as if I'm letting them win, <laughs> you know. They don't care. But anyway, it's I don't know. It's difficult. As ridiculous as just actually say, modern football is skewed game of Monopoly played by mercenaries for soulless corporations get over it and dry up. I think that's what we've been through. I think that's what we've basically says in, yeah. in the last five minutes. So that yeah. there's there's not really much we can do and you, you you maybe just have to focus it on as an entertainment because that's what it's meant to be. But yeah. as far as it bread and circuses as they call it, uh, yeah. let's have a look to see who's in the comments today. Uh, Adam Beanie Smith just tuned in. What's Kev moaning about today? <laughs> FIFA. I'm moaning about FIFA. Um, thank you, Adam. Um, we we didn't mean to be. Uh, we didn't mean to be, but we've done 15 minutes about FIFA and corruption. Uh, the urban cool, she got a shock when I seen Grealish in an English top 40 was Irish. Is that no Declan Rice? That's Declan Rice. Uh, yeah, that was Declan Rice that posted some. Nice song lyrics, if you're that way inclined. Some at some point a couple of years ago on yeah, on yeah. Instagram, uh, we'll, st- we'll stick with the World Cup. The new then we'll go we'll yeah. go to the tagline. Last night, Josip Juranovic's tournament basically ended. He still got the third, fourth place playoff the day after he came up against the imperious Lino Messi, and Croatia were eventually handed their butts, and Argentina Reno. I think it's fair to say, John, that Josip Juranovic's stock has never been higher. And if we use the cynical, soulless corporation. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. 
And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Nature of the game, which we have been speaking about, his agent will be using this, eh? <laughs> that his stock's never been higher to actually get him that, that move. Which, uh, which could be life-changing for him? Well, I mean, the, the, there is an issue here which comes on that directly affects Celtic apart from the, apart from the obvious issue with the, the money. Um, uh, that would be, I mean, if you look at Juranovic in the, uh, the last game, was it Croatia? Uh, sorry, Croatia. <laughs> yeah, no, Brazil. Um, so it wasn't so good yesterday. Um, and in fact, in that second goal, he was the furthest man back and, you know, failed to stop it. They were retreating at a rate of knots. Now, he wasn't responsible for it alone, but it wasn't as good. But certainly in the, the prior game, I mean, he was against Neymar and he was against well, it was Vinicius Junior. Uh, and uh, he pretty much, you know, nullified them completely. Um, so he had a fantastic game there. Uh, but my question for you, Kev, and maybe a question for anyone listening in. Juranovic has never looked as good for us as that all season. So, in terms of the, you know, the way that we play in Europe, and I hate to turn away from it, but it's just a segue. In terms of the way we play in Europe, um, you know, Juranovic is obviously there. He is not exposed the way he is under our system. Not exposed at all. And I, Alistair Johnson at his press conference the other day was also saying, you know, the way that we play, there's only two teams that play that way, uh, really, uh, the possession-dominant teams, and that is Celtic and Man City. And, you know, all I could think was, well, Juranovic looks like a world-beater because he's not been left high and dry. Um, and also... You know, that, that comment about, you know, the, there's only two teams that do it and they're possession dominant. Uh, but we're not possession dominant in Europe. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. So our, our possession stats flip in Europe from, you know, 60-40 domestically and then we're the other on the other side of that in Europe. Um, so, you know, my question is, does JJ's performance expose the fact that we need to take... I'm not talking about digging in and playing slowly or anything, but a slightly more pragmatic view. You've got the likes of Red Bull, for instance, that play two defensive uh, midfielders. Did they look any less attacking? So they basically play a 4-2-3-1, a, a I think. Um, so did they look any less attacking than we did? Uh, is, is there no adjustments to be made at all? Are, are we just essentially naively aspirational? So... The, the, the manager wants us to play a certain way. We love that vision. We all love that vision. We love that clarity of thought and purpose. But is there, is there no amendments to be made? You know, has reality of the situation got absolutely no impact on it? Because I, in my view, if he wants to play that way, I'm all for it. But we need better players, uh, significantly better players. And, you know, what's just exposed there is, 
How much better? Because JJ looks like the best right back at this World Cup, uh, the way he's, he's just played. Um, and he did not look that way for us this year. He did not look anywhere near that way for us this year. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to write a revisionist history of his performances this year because no, we, were no. all happy see, we were all happy to see him go. Not happy, but nobody was saying, oh my God, we've got to hold on to him in the face of a massive offer. Um, but, you know, what, what does that mean? Does that, is there no translation there into the way that we play, that, that our players can look like world beaters if we play them correctly? Right, uh, two things there. The, the first thing, well, a couple of things there. The first thing I want to pick up on is the fact is no, not, nobody wants to keep Josip Juranovic. I think we are losing the best fullback at the club. We are losing the best fullback at the club quite easily, but we've been conditioned be years and years of being told we're a selling club and what's actually happening, that this is what's going to happen. So we then get all looped up and all excited over transfer fees and we spend hours and hours discussing transfer fees and we all become Fabrizio Romano and we all know what players are worth and we all know what clubs are saying to each other and we all send it to our WhatsApp groups and send it to our wee pals trying to be in the know and stuff like that. Eh? We're losing... We're losing the best fullback in Scotland. We're losing one of the best fullbacks in Britain, but we're not lost them yet. But it looks that way, and we're kind of accepting it. And I find that quite hard to stomach because we're going to get a load of, a load of money. But that's the way that we're programmed. That's that's the way that 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 that's the way our club. This is the way that we've been brainwashed by Peter Wall. This is the way that we have been brainwashed. This is what happens. On, the, on paper, we've brought in Alistair Johnson, who is a downgrade. He is a downgrade, on paper. But we've got to hope that Alistair Johnson's a better player than Josip Juranovic over the next three to four years. And he develops that. He actually develops into a better player. In Europe, I don't want us to change the style, but I think there's a couple of things missing. I agree with you. We need better players. That means every player, that means every player is up for grabs. Every play, every position is up to be improved, but it's not going to be. We're never going to bring in a player. We're going to go. That is an improvement on what we're currently got. We're going to. We're actually. We're actually going to need to develop players, and it's just because we're in Scotland as well. We're going to get talking about the. We're going to get talking about the striker situation. I think this year as well, we must. A big, big, big defensive midfielder. I think Abelgaard could have been that player, but he wasn't fit. And I do think he was the type of player we needed, and I says that we needed him at the end of last season. If we wanted to be that, like, better in Europe, we needed a big guy in the middle of the park, like, uh, who, who's the guy that plays for Liverpool? Can't remember. The big guy plays for Fabinho at Liverpool, who comes when players go up the park, we play this sort of rock and roll football. You need a big defensive midfielder. Carl McGregor's great, but I don't think he was that player. And that's and that's me no slagging Carl McGregor. I think we were missing that. I think apart from Cameron Carter Vickers, we're missing another pacey centre back. Even though Cameron Carter Vickers isn't that pacey, he can read the game very, very well. But Jens could be that player. He might develop into that player or uh, the, the Japanese boy we just signed could be that player. That's what we're hoping on, John. We, 
and I, I, I got quite, I, I, I bought into it as well. I got a bit excited and I say, oh, we never spend to hang away in Europe, but our model hasn't changed. Our model hasn't changed. We sell high, buy low, and that's our model always going to be. And we've got to hope the club and the coach get the signings right and we can keep them for two to three years to their Bruges in Europe. Like, Bruges have been in the Champions League for four years. Everybody's going, like, oh, they were great this year. But that's four years experience, four years coaching staff experience, four year club experience. Yeah. And I think that's what we're actually missing. Yeah, well, we're missing a lot. Of but I mean, as we've discussed, I think in each of the last two weeks, we need to be buying potential just at a higher level than we're buying it. So we can't be having these, you know, absolutely no hope or project players that came out the uh, you know from Lowell's phone book uh, so there are two issues in that by the way uh, I don't want to go back to uh, you know the big conversation we had uh, last, last week, week. But there is the other the one thing we never got to um, about last week was Mark Lowell so Mark is a you know um, now I assume head of first team scouting and recruitment our unsackable head of first team scouting and recruitment and what happens when Ange goes you know maybe that's a conversation for another day so Ange is happy with him just now what happens if he wasn't happy with him but he decided that he wasn't doing the job what happens if you know a new guy comes in and says that will not do who's going to sack the chairman's boy you know so anyway that's a, another issue the, the one thing that you did mention there about it started a bit of a rami on my twitter was when I was talking about yens um, so I was essentially saying, you know, it's great to see him so bought into the club. He made a few comments. I'm sure everyone saw them during the week about how just basically how much he loves the club and the culture. And it was great to see, you know. But at the same time, <clears throat> I said, I think it's a pity that he's going to go. Uh, and that started off a sort of big, massive then discussion about, you know, who we're keeping and who we're not. So my view on it was that... We have four permanent uh, centre-halves now on long-term contracts. So Kobayashi, uh, we, we don't know yet uh, what he's like. You're assuming he's got to be very, very decent, but you don't know. Maybe very decent is equivalent to Stephen Welsh. Maybe it's equivalent to Yen. We just don't know at this stage. But we have four guys on long-term contracts. So... I think, you know, ultimately, unless Kobayashi or Stephen Welsh or someone's gone out on loan, uh, and Jens is better than Welsh, but he's not two, three, four million pounds better than Welsh. And we have an option to buy, but it's not clear what that option is. It's not clear how much it is. And I don't think we would have signed the boy Kobayashi, particularly if we were going to, if we needed money for wages um, and we needed money for a fee uh, to pay for Jens. Jens, according to the data, and I know a lot of people feel differently about this, uh, but according to the data, is better than Stephen Welsh, but only just. He's not miles better. He's better, but he's, he's not miles better. He's not two or three or four million pound better. So that just feels a lot like you're spending that money and rearranging uh, the deck chairs, really. It's, why, why would you spend that money? And Stephen Welsh, not only is he homegrown, so we need, for Europe, you need eight homegrown, but you also need four that come through the club. So Stephen's actually come through the club, so he counts. You know, he's an important factor in that squad number. Uh, so, you know, I know a lot of people love Jens, and he does look far classier. Uh, he's just easier on the eye to watch. 
uh, you know, but again, defensively, you know, we, then I had people saying, you know, he's better than Starfield and we should do this and do that. If we are going to sell someone, if we are going to sign Jens, if we are going to move someone on, in my view, the asset there that's probably worth most is Starfield, you know, and if we're going to try and buy a Cameron Carter Vickers equivalent player, someone who's as good as that, it's Starfield that would have to go uh, and maybe Jens would stay, but as it stands at the moment, I mean, I don't see his signing Jens, I just don't think we're going to pay uh, the option to buy money because we've got four guys um, so I know he's making a big play for it and he obviously wants to stay and that is great to see and it's very unusual for us to be punting someone who so obviously wants to stay and, and who looks a very good player but I'm not sure we're going to sign him what do you think Kev? I'm going to base this on the fact that I think there's a hierarchy of Celtic centre halves uh, to the coaching staff not to me I'm, I'm just going to go uh, my opinion doesn't matter the only opinion that matters is Ange Postacoglu who's actually going to pay, who's actually going to play the team and if you look at when we've had injuries this season to the centre halves when Cameron Carter Vickers was out let's have a look at this he rushed back Starfelt very very quickly Starfelt sort of appeared, uh, appeared as soon as he was semi-match fit he, he got right back into that side. That for me, that says a lot. But he also played Jens all the time, and I think for me that actually says a lot about how Ange Postecoglou actually judges the the, the centre halves that he's actually got there. I think Jens, if you believe the rumours, has been a long term target as well. So I think I think there's room for development in Jens, which unfortunately, Steve, which unfortunately the club maybe didn't see in Stephen Welsh, because I don't know. Now I don't think Stephen Welsh has maybe progressed as well as he could. But then again, you can blame Celtic for that for no gain on game time stuff like that. But if you look at if you look at who plays the number of games, the number of stats. The choices that the coaching staff and the manager makes, then I think it points to Jens Stanger. I think it does. So, who moves? Welsh. Welsh. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 just, I just think it's too, he's too important for the for the numbers in that squad. I mean, we we still need four homegrown guys, so that leaves us who would who would be. I mean, we need eight homegrown for this whole squad, and we need four that come through our own system. Um, so unless you're keeping sort of James Forrest and um, you know uh, you've got Cal Mack, um, I mean who, uh, Tony Ralston, so we need at least once more, one more um, that actually came through our system, uh, and that's just for Europe. Um, and I, I think Stephen Welsh has potential as well. Uh, if anything, your boy Kobayashi because he was on a free. You know, if uh, maybe you punt him out on loan for a year and see what he can do, uh, but I don't know if they'll do that without giving him a chance. It's not an easy one, to be fair. You know, and obviously it's not it's not clear what the manager is thinking. But if, if you were to do, remember I said that uh, you know, according to the stats, really, you know, Jens is uh, just better than uh, Welsh. I wonder how much better Starfelt compares to Jens, because uh, as you say. If you if you read the, the the original reports, Jens was the target mm-hmm. before Starfield. 
Yeah, you know, we got Starfield almost by default. Jens was the original target. Um, so, but Starfield has proven himself to be, I know he's ungainly. He doesn't look, you know, he's, he seems to have a bad mistake in him, you know, every game. But, you know, defensively, his statistics are really pretty decent. Um, he's, he's not, but again, how much better is he than Jens? And he's worth money. He's worth a serious amount of money. Uh, and do we really want to be spending a lot of money on third or fourth choice centre backs? Uh, you know, because uh, let's say you're going to get rid of um, Starfelt. If you think Jens is, is the main man, we're going to get rid of Starfelt. Uh, we've already got two other centre backs there, and Starfelt would be the man. He would bring a decent fee, uh, and uh, that money could be used to strengthen the squad elsewhere. Um, but Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Again, it's, it's not clear to me that, you know, Jens is definitely going to be definitely going to be signed. I mean, there's a lot of permutations there. And everyone has became clear on my Twitter thread. Everyone has very strong opinions on who the best player is. Oh, Welsh is rubbish. Welsh is brilliant. Starfelt's rubbish. Starfelt's brilliant. We can't do it without him. Our defensive record this year was shocking without him. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, it's the same with Jens as well. He's, he's great. He's just not good enough. And so... You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm like you, Kev, you sort of try and take your cues from the manager, but I'm not sure it's clear because, as you say, he did rush. We'll see in the second half of the season now, we'll see what happens because he did rush Starfield back uh, to try and mm-hmm. uh, shore up that defence. Uh, and then I think Jens got a game because I think Starfield still wasn't really fully recovered. Um, <clears throat> but that doesn't smack to me of a man who's made his mind up that Jens is the answer. Uh, so I don't know, Kev. I think it's, it's, it's a difficult one, um, but it, you know, I suppose that. Who, who, you well, 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 well. This brings us on to Saturday. Well, who's the centre yeah. back pairing for you on Saturday? Uh, uh, Starfield and Carter Vickers. Um, that, that that, just automatically, you know, I, I, I want to see that back because you know, the, the the one of the questions when we when we put out to Twitter about three weeks ago, Kev, and said. Um, Give us, uh, uh, give us your questions. One of the questions was, why can't we keep a clean sheet? Right? Uh, so we, we seem to be, if you remember, leading up to that break, we were leaking goals, but, you know, we're winning games, but leaking goals. And the most basic goals, not, not hugely complicated moves or impressive moves, real basic balls into the box stuff. Um, you know, and that's your centre-halves, and I think that's where I'm not sure that yeah, Jens uh, stacks up. Um, but it's difficult to criticise our defence because we leave them so exposed all the time. Uh, they're just exposed by the way that we play, but not domestically speaking. It shouldn't be the case domestically, but certainly in Europe we do. Um, but again, that would be my you know my, my starting um, 
you know, my starting two would be Starfelt uh, and uh, Carter Vickers until such times as Starfelt, you know, trips over himself um, and uh, gives an absolute howler, um, which, to be fair, he has done in the past. But you're hoping he's settled back as well. But well, we'll see. What would you? Who would you start with, Kev? Again, I'm going. I'm going to need to agree with you there, John. I think, I think if Starfield and uh, CCV are fit, both of them start because I, I, I think Ange Postacoglu sees that as his first partnership, and it doesn't really. He does see that as his first partnership, but if Cameron Carter Vickers is maybe not up to speed after the World Cup, or he hasn't came back, or he's maybe carrying a knock, or if Starfield is not up to speed then Jens is the one that comes in for me. Uh, he is the one that comes in. I, I, I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't think Stephen Welsh even comes into the equation when I'm actually thinking about that. And that's, but, but that's the way the manager has played his cards. When you actually have a look at what the manager's done, that's how he's played his cards. His cards have been CCV, Starfelt, Jens. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, and Welsh is very, very occasionally, if we've got nobody else, yeah. Uh, steps in. I mean, we're, talk, we're talking about the 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 home homegrown stuff. Brian Conway, Wall and Vata for next season. There's another one, big Bozon Wall and Vata coming in for the the home the home for the homegrown thing. Uh, Paddy Paddy Laverty. I think Jens though has been kept. That's an interesting one. Maybe uh, that's an interesting come. one. I mean, yeah. he, he says that, eh, but he went. Didn't the Gala get to go to tattooed on his thigh? <laughs> what he actually says there, eh? And on the other, on the other thigh, you got like a montage of Henrik Larson, Bobby McNeil, on the other thigh as well, eh? So he, he probably he probably thinks that he is staying. Eh? Yeah, I hear that, that was a massive play <laughs> just to try and get kept. Well, I mean, it's, it's only one of it's one of two things, isn't it? As, as Paddy's right, it's one of two things. Is is he either knows he's getting kept because otherwise you're potentially embarrassing himself, or he is trying to make it very difficult for the manager to get shot of him without causing a bit of a fan outcry. Uh, you know, he's trying to he's trying to put the back Ange into a corner, which I don't think he's going to do. But it, it could be just as likely. But Paddy makes a good point because that was a lot of big statements to make about how much you love the club, given the fact that you're only on loan. I know, I know. Uh, and uh, you know, potentially embarrass himself there. So the, the, the you know, you think maybe he knows something. You know what's going to happen. I mean, the next home game, he's got to be in front of the Green Brigade, taking the megaphone, doing the doing the jumping up and doing, and like he's he's got to make sure he's a fan favourite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and we can sell him. Eh? That's it. Yeah, you know, his lips will be sore from kissing the badge. Aye, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yakamakis, the Yakamakis rumour won't go away. Um, We James says on Monday, and he pays attention to stuff like this because he is a proper journalist, unlike me. Uh, I'm not a journalist, I'm not even. Sometimes folk question if I'm a football fan, never mind a journalist. But uh, (laughs) he says that the guy that's that's breaking the rumours in in Greece is the same guy that broke the Yakamakis rumours to Celtic. So he seems to say there's a bit of weight about them. He's changed agent. Uh, it was. It, it says this morning that he that he is looking for a way out of the club. Uh, I noticed on the BBC gossip column, which is about the height where I look, uh, it says that Saudi Arabia 
could be an option for Yakamakis with a life-changing amount of money being offered for the 28-year-old Greek striker. Uh, I'm going to bring up Danielle here. Danielle's been very, very vocal in the comments today. He, he wants away, Kev. Why should we keep him? We've seen that. We've seen what keeping players at our club can do. Danielle was talking about Josip Juranovic there. And now, are we getting into the same... Does it look like that all everything's pointing in the same direction with Yakamakis? This is a rumour that won't go away and it seems to be gathering pace and it could maybe be past mischief making by the, uh, by, the, by the press now that it keeps on the change of agent, the fact that it keeps coming back every couple of days, the fact that it's coming from Greece and not someday doing someday in Glasgow well originally I said I didn't think there was much to it uh, just because it was one unconfirmed report uh, but if, if there's a lot of noise coming from Greece um, you know th that's different and obviously given Ange's background he'll be aware of that um, so the one thing that Danielle has said there even whether it's Juranovic or Jackie Marcus um, I, I think she can rest easy there I think if you so much as you know, breathe in the direction of Ange that you, you want out, he'll have you out the door just as fast as he possibly can. He's going to hold on to nobody that, that doesn't want to be there because part of what he's doing, part of what he's building, and a fundamental part of it is to do with attitude. So these are, as Alistair Johnson said, young guys with a point to prove, with potential and a point to prove uh, they've got, a, you know, a bit of a chip in their shoulder uh, and they want to go out there and absolutely give it their best. They don't want, they don't want tired, jaded, you know, old pros that are, you know, trying to wangle a move. You know, nobody does want that. But I mean, in particular, that doesn't suit our model at all. So if if uh, Big Gigi has is making noises about getting away, he will be gone sooner rather than later. But the problem is, Kev, if if he was to go like soon, if he was to go like in this window, we need two strikers, and and we need them both to be firing. You know, because is another striker now a priority? Another striker was a priority before GG, you know, before you take put that oh, in the mix. You're right. You're right. You know, so you uh, proved that this year. You yeah, proved that another striker was a priority, and you would have wanted that striker in. If you were doing perfect, you would have wanted that striker in in January, absolutely. whether whether Yakamakis leaves or not. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at you know, I mean, it's easy to sort of look at certain chances in Europe and think, oh, a non-fire striker would have done better than that. But you've got to factor in, would he have been in that position? You know, what kind of striker is he? All the rest of it. But we did leave a lot, a lot on the park in Europe this year. We, we left a lot of chances out there. And that could easily, very easily have been the difference uh, uh, you know, in the earlier games of us uh, taking points and not and potentially going through or not while Red Bull were still, uh, you know, going through a transitional phase. Um, now, things weren't quite that clear cut towards the end. Um, but, you know, the Shakhtar game, the Red Bull game, uh, not really the Madrid game, but to an extent. Because the one thing that is remains true in the football 
uh, as goals change games. So we take some of those early chances, and a lot of them were very early chances, but if you take some of those early chances, it completely changes the game. You know, so yeah, it's not quite as easy as just looking back and saying if we'd taken that chance, we'd have done that. We could have even done better because, you know, if you take early chances like that, that means they've got to open up. That means they've got to come and attack. Yeah, that means that, you know, we get more chances again. So it completely changes uh, the, the the nature and the how the game plays out. Um so it's incredibly important that we have guys firing. And unfortunately, neither Kyogo or Jackie Marcus uh, were good enough this year. Now, Kyogo just wasn't on form. Uh, Jackie Marcus is a different kind of striker. But again, what you saw was when you only get a couple of chances, you need to be good enough to take them. And that's the difference. You know, if you look at some of the teams going even through in the World Cup, absolutely ruthless Croatia even. What was it? You know, the, against Brazil, I think they had one shot and mm-hmm. goal and one uh, and, and one goal. Uh, you know, that, that's what you, you need to be. Those sort of ratio It's not as high as that, but you you can't. You're not going to get five or six chances to no. you know to to try and prove your point. You're going to get one, possibly two, and you've got to be good enough to take them. Now, this is where the whole thing comes back to buying potential and who you're going to get in because it's very, very difficult to get by someone at that level who is that ruthless and that clinical, who isn't just a guy that you're buying because he's got potential. It's very, very difficult. Um, And I'm not entirely sure we can do much better than what we've got, is the honest answer, unless we get some teenage prodigy who's absolutely on fire. I'm not sure how much better we can do uh, in this market because that kind of guy, that kind of player you're talking about is the kind of player that every club wants. Absolutely every club wants that guy. So, you know, where does that leave us? Every club in the world is trying to find that player. Absolutely. Every club in in the world is trying to find that player. And I I, I think it's going to be interesting over the next few weeks if we do bring in a striker, then, I mean, Europe, you're going to hope that Ange Postacoglu's learned a lot of lessons in Europe. And I'm always, folk are saying, like, we have to look at domestically. They do need to look at domestically. But we've got to focus on Europe because if we focus on, if we take care of Europe, domestic game takes care of itself. And and that's where where our aim has got to be. Um, and so the reason I'm I'm looking I look at everything at a European standard is because of that. Because if we bring in a guy who's going to take that one chance in Europe, he'll take that one chance domestically as well. That's that's the way I look at it. But as but as you say, we're going we're going we're going to need to actually develop these guys to come in, and it's going to be really interesting for me who's the guys that have have shot their bullet under Ange Postacoglu and I think we'll see that over the next six months for new to the summer transfer window who's actually blew it uh, with Ange Postacoglu and I think we're going to be surprised at maybe some of the players who have blown it Uh, Robert Highland bring back a Yeti (laughs) Robert I'm bad folk for less (laughs) I would rather bring back a literal yeti. 
Bio, bring back bio. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dan- Daniel F brings up another point. This will maybe Saturday as well. Striker, if Yakamakis leaves and we didn't bring in another one. Could Maeda play as the striker mode till we find someone confident high after the World Cup? I I am extremely confident, and I've said this on a number of occasions, that Kyogo, Yakamakis and Maeda, we will be the biggest club they, they ever play for. From what I've seen, I love them all. I'm not slagging them, but we will be the biggest club they ever, they ever play for. And the, and that is just the reality of the football that we are, where we are. I, I I think you're you're bang on there, Kev. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with that. And again, this is no slight on the player. There's no slight on them at all. You know, but the, I I just you know I I don't see them going on into that next level on a next. And I I think any money we get for them will be reflected by that. Um, the the one thing I'd say about Maeda, yeah, I mean that's a fair point and confidence high, but. Um, he did score a very good goal, but I mean, as we have seen this season again, you know, wasteful, wasteful with chances, uh, and um, uh, you know, he has tremendous qualities. Obviously, qualities admired by both Ange and the the, the Japanese manager, and you can see why the Japanese manager was playing him. You uh, know, he is relentless. He is a pest. Even the 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 commentators in those games who had never seen him before were taken aback by how much of a pest he was, how mm-hmm. he wouldn't stop there. They said you would not want to play against that guy. Uh, so you have to factor that in, but you also have to factor in, you know, his goals, you know, they, they've tended to be sort of scrappy affairs and, you know, scuffed and, you know, uh, not really what you're, you know, not some of Kyogo's better strikes, put it that way, but, Again, if Maeda could finish at a higher level, if he can, you know, improve that part of his game, what a player he would be! What an absolute player he would be! Because he's got everything else, you know. The engine he has is terrifying. Actually, I mean, I don't know how he keeps going the way he does. I mean, he's absolutely relentless, but he's not, you know. So in Europe, we can't afford people that are wasteful with chances, and in um, Domestically speaking, we don't get a huge amount of space, um, you know. Uh, let's, for, let's, for no, let's no sugarcoat this. We're wasteful domestically as well. We are wasteful domestically as well. And that might come back to bite us starting at the weekend. It might, might not. Probably will not, but it could come back to it could come back to bite, bite us at, uh, at the uh, at the weekend. Fiji's toner, biggest club any of the current squad will play for Kev, including Juranovic. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I think Juranovic, if he does move, could get a sort of Carl Paborski move to Man United. I remember Paborski played well in Euro Euro 96 and ended up going to Man United and he were all going, life he ended up at Man United because he played four, f- had four great games for the Czech Republic. I think Juranovic might get a strange move out of this World Cup and it yeah. might be, I mean, I'm not going to be a bigger club in our eyes because we've got green tinted specs on. And I touch my specs when I say specs. Yeah, that's some some. I, I saw he was uh, the linked him with sort of Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, I, I uh, just a, a wee bit of a story. I went to 
I don't think Atletico Madrid are, are a particularly nice or good club. They're, they're very, very corrupt. They have a lot of bad stuff that was going on in the past in terms of essentially criminal funding of the club. Um, they are extremely uh, dodgy in that respect. Now, you'll remember that um, Atletico and uh, Real played in the final. 2014, wasn't it? So, And the final was in Lisbon. So they invited the Lions... Uh, to go to that game uh, and my dad's wife uh, wasn't well at the time so he needed someone to go with him and I, I bravely volunteered Kev, uh, to go on this all, all, uh, all expenses paid trip to, to Lisbon uh, <laughs> and I, you know that was, it was tough, got to tell you it was tough uh, but apart from the fact that it was a fantastic trip, the one thing that happened on it that was really weird was uh, Neil Lennon had just been let go a couple of days before, but he still came on the trip, right? So he was technically there as the guy who'd been punted by Peter Lowell, and there was lots going on around how awkward the whole situation was. It was weird. Uh, but I was uh, I had taken one or two refreshments at the, at the bar. Never, never. No, I mean, it was a rare, rare occasion. It was a, it was a day that ended in Y. Uh, so uh, I had a couple of sherbets and uh, Neil Lennon was there uh, and we were talking about, you know, who was favourites for the game and stuff like that and I started going on a very podcast-like rant about uh, how corrupt both of the teams were and they were both a disgrace and they were absolutely absolutely outrageous that they should be in it at all, given how corrupt their level of funding was and all the rest of it. And I then sort of press-ganged Neil into a photograph with myself and my dad, uh, and he looks very confused in that photograph. Because <laughs> I was just basically... So I don't think he was used to sort of being ordered around. I was like, oh, over here, come on. I was, um, but, uh, yeah, no, so whenever I think of Athletic, I always think of that situation. Um but uh, what I would say about Celtic was that that was an unbelievable trip, unbelievable. And we stayed and we went for dinner in that hotel that the Lions went to uh, the night before the, the final uh, in Lisbon, which is a beautiful place, absolutely sensational place. And there was, you know, a couple, loads of good functions and stuff on. And my dad back then was still fit. He was probably the fittest of people on the mm-hmm. On, on the bus and uh, Big Tam Gamble wasn't well and the lead started getting not well and so funny, you know he was, funny, he was the best funny, of them at that point Funny you should mention Tam Gamble uh, this was a day in 1971 when he was sold to Nottingham Forest Is that right? Yeah uh, and he was sold to Nottingham Forest I saw, yeah. that, I saw that on Twitter this, I saw that on Twitter this morning. Marky Mark, 67, we should look at some of the Moroccans. Yeah. Marky Mark, I sit above the standing section at Celtic Park. There's enough Moroccan at Celtic Park. I can tell you that with the smell. So, uh, know, that, know that Moroccan smell for anybody who hinks, but those who get that joke will get that joke, hopefully. A uh, couple of folk in the comments, John. Haskabanovic through the middle, Billy Subs Grant. Yes. What about Hatshaw through the middle, Kev? Yes. And Antonius Vorius. If nothing changes with the strikers between now and the European campaign, I would try Forrester Hacker at centre forward. I just think they have better composure in front of goal. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I mean, I've said this before, you know, on here, I would have. 
I, I would be so keen to have Haxabanovic in the side. I'd pay him, play him at the, the sort of uh, tip of the midfield uh, if necessary. Um, but if you're asking me, you know, would uh, a Jota uh, and you know who who would be playing on the right? Uh, let's say Abada for talk's sake and Haxabanovic through the middle. Would I be happy with that? Yeah. I absolutely would be happy with that because if anything, Haxabanovic has shown as exactly the comment I've just made, sorry, I missed his name, the comment I've just said there, he has shown real composure uh, on the ball and he looked, from the very first time he played, <clears throat> that's one of the things you can say about him, he looks composed, he looks skillful, he looks calm, you know, uh, looks he's, like got a, he's got that low centre of gravity, gravity, like, you know, that messy type centre of gravity. Uh, and uh, pleasing on the eye, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Uh, and he looks the business, uh, and I really like him. I I rate him as well. Uh, and I'm surprised. I think it's just because distribution of resources. I I think because you know himself and Jota are also the two best wingers at the club. That you you know you want to get them on the pitch and then get one of your strikers in there, but. You know, if, if we were misfiring, as I say, I'm not sure why he hasn't been moved into that position before. Um, because to me, it looks like he could play it no bother. Now, he doesn't have... Certainly, in a, in a congested environment, he looks like he could play it no bother. Certainly, domestically, he does. In Europe, you would think that, you you know, you need someone more like Kyogo's pace a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's not fast, Taksibanovic, Um which is pretty much the only reason I think we have him, because otherwise, if you know, if if he was uh, if he Kyogo's speed, they'd be worth about twenty million. Um, so no, he looks like a great player. I'd, I just want to see him on the pitch. It's where I want to see him. I don't want to see him Anke, coming off them the bench. Anke, Anke plays on Saturday. Anke starts on Saturday. Oh, uh, there, there, there was a question came in, and I'm sure it is here somewhere. I'm sure I did Ryan Kelly. I did. I did, I did mark it, Ryan. Who do you all think will come back from this break a better player and who do you want to come back a better player for the hoops? I think Haxa comes into that. I think we're going to get a fantastic, I hope we're going to get a fantastic second half of the season from Haskabanovic. I really do, because I don't think we've seen the full potential of him. And I think this break and another wee mini pre-season at the HUD in Australia, then then they went to like... Uh, the went to Portugal is, is going to actually have done him good. Another player I'm going to say is going to have benefited from this. I think we'll see. I think we'll see Abelgor. I do think we'll see Abelgor in the second half of the season. I don't know how he's going to fit in, but I, I think he's going to get a chance to stake a claim. Either that, he's he's really really blew it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you've. Um, maybe get more chances of staking a claim in the gold mines of Alaska. I I I, I don't uh, I don't see it. Um, yeah, he wouldn't be one that I would expect to see any more of. I think if, if anything, he might be lucky to survive the window. Um, you know, but you know, I don't suppose we're going to. I mean, he's only on loan, so I don't suppose we're going to get a shot of him now. But. Um, you know, I, I, hopefully the the break has done Callum McGregor the world of good. Mm-hmm. I know it's an enforced break, but yeah, I mean we run the legs off that boy, uh, and he has, um, you know, he, he has been consistent for us for so many years now, and he's put so many miles on the clock. Honestly, 
as I said before, I think he's like one of those old Mercedes taxis that have been round the world three times, you know, with half a million miles in the clock. Um, I, I read I read about the guy Telemans at plays for Leicester, and they reckon the amount of minutes that he's played, he's only 25, but they reckon the amount of minutes that he's played makes him about 31 in players' years, the amount of minutes of football that he's actually played. I want, and I got me thinking, what, what's McGregor going to be then? McGregor's going to be my age. <laughs> McGregor will be getting his bus pass in players' years. I mean, good Lord. I mean, if that's a thing. Uh, I mean, we have run the legs on for years now. Uh, and the fact it was a sort of uh, mentioned as a point of pride when it should have been a point of embarrassment, mm-hmm. you know, from the club. Uh, saying, oh, he's played more minutes than any other player in Europe. And other. Well, that's not necessarily a good thing at all. Um, but I hope he's, uh, I hope Callum's had a good rest. I, I, I like to see, uh, I like to see him back. <coughs> the majority of guys, uh, I think CCV might come back with a bit of a chip in his shoulder, uh, having not got as much game time as he probably thinks he should have done in the World Cup. And I think that can only be uh, beneficial to us. Um you know, in terms of the rest, I think Jota, because he was back from injury. I think Starfelt, because uh, obviously he was just back from injury. So, you know, I'm confident about the second half of this season. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm really, really, really looking forward to getting started. What did you make of that result? A completely irrelevant, Kev, would you say, the the, wee, the bounce game against Ren? Uh, I saw the score. haven't even watched the Celtic TV goals. I saw them coming up there. Uh, they came up on my YouTube notifications and I did the watch. It was a bounce game in a public park. That's yeah, yeah. what it is. It's no, the, the, you can't like, put any weight to what happened in that game whatsoever. No, no. no weight whatsoever. I, there's quite a few comments coming back in, John, and a lot of them are going to like get answered for Saturday onwards and a lot of guys, people in the comments are all looking forward to uh, Celtic being back uh, what is it KP, Cal Mack and O'Reilly back in his natural position will make a big difference, that's something that will probably get answered and Kuka brother comes in with the exact same Cal Mack back to six, Matt O'Reilly will get better playing further forward and there's, there's a couple of people in the comments saying Maeda will probably get a World Cup bounce as well. Or he could yeah. get a World Cup come down. He didn't actually know. <laughs> that, that's, uh, uh, I'm looking forward. I mean, Wednesday, Saturday still seems so far away, sitting here on a Wednesday afternoon. Eh? But I'm more looking forward. I'm sure I'm going to be buzzing on a Saturday morning that, that Celtic are going to, or Celtic are back. Uh, let's have a wee look to see if there's any Ryan Kelly. That was a, that was a, the comment I was looking for. Ryan, so Kev, you find most people most people utterly deplorable. Then I only find Bams utterly deplorable. Why only Bams and no very nice people? John, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It's always been a pleasure actually talking to you. Thanks to everybody in the comments. Please hit like. It does the channel a load of good uh, and join us. I think it'll be JP and PJ tomorrow for the Thursday show. Remember, then it'll be bams to each other and hail, hail. Hail, hail.
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.